Hey, <laughs> welcome. Episode 149, We Made It Podcast. We are back. We're waiting for the Portuguese, sir. Same 49. <laughs> yeah, back in the building. Stream C's in the building, grinning hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, make sure you check out C's streaming. We Made It C's on Twitch. He's going hard. He's dancing. He's playing Apex. He's abusing us. Uh, no, like, um, dancing like that mean, though. Huh? Not the dancing like in the in the gif. Yeah, no, not the not that uh that animal. <laughs> um Caesar's definitely uh streaming on Twitch, playing Apex and abusing me and Sean of Audio Face Podcasts on Pro Clubs. Abusing us. So you're gonna confirm that you're an abusive person on video games? I'm not gonna do that, but I'm definitely gonna say I'm pretty good at FIFA. Okay, but are you pretty abusive? We can talk about that next episode. Okay. Anyway, Let's today, about that after the 40-minute mark. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping that we can get more than 40 minutes. Caesar might have jugged it somehow, but we're not sure yet. We'll see. Yeah, um, definitely recording today is April 21st during the pandemic, the 2020 coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic. Um, that's for posterior sake. If anybody's listening to this in 30 years, you'll know that in April 2020, it was a global pandemic. Um, let's hope that there's still civilization. The day after 420 also. <laughs> I'm not going to expose you, you know what I'm saying, even though it's legal here. But um, <laughs> Caesar, how you feeling, dog? I wanted to start off this episode, you know, asking how you're doing. You know, we, we've seen each other a few times, but, you yeah. know I mean, how, how's your, how's quarantine treating you, sir? Um, I think... I don't think, start crying. Don't start crying, please. I was too late. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's really crazy because the first couple of weeks are, of this was like harder. I think I was in a hard place. It's hard adjustment because I think with any, any, just a lot of people in general, it's just hard to adjust to something like this, you know? Absolutely. Um, and the beginning was tough. I'm not going to lie, you know, just to have like basically 90% of your life kind of just lifestyle taken away from you is just not easy to cope with. So I was having a really, really hard time, and I think around like a week and a half in, I started making some big changes in my life in order to just try to get more positivity and happiness out of myself and stop trying to like be so, stop thinking about, you know, why, what's wrong and start focusing on what I can do to make the days go by better. And uh, um, I've taken some steps. I don't know what people have done. And uh, I think right now I can honestly say I'm doing really good. Um, I feel my mood is better. I feel better, and I'm just. Why are you still abusing us? Then? Day, huh? <laughs> Why are you still abusive? Then? Now, when I said take some of the necessary steps to make myself better, abusing you guys is one of them. <laughs> there we go. Yes, I have somebody to take my anger out on. Although you are, although you are the best CDM in pro clubs, um, yeah, yeah. But I still got to get abused though. You do. Um, I just want to say before I talk about my experience, um. Although this is our first time recording an episode, quote unquote, together in I think five weeks, we have put out five episodes since then. We have the best of episodes 131 to 39, 139, then best of episodes 140 to 148. Then we dropped the women's issues in football, which is incredible. Then dropped the uh, 2017-18 Champions League highlights, which was the uh, recaps of PSG versus Real Madrid and the recaps of Barcelona versus Roma, which is fire. Um, and then last week dropped the end racism in football part one. I mean, we really does this part two will be coming soon, <laughs> but um, l- let me just go ahead and expose Caesar really fast because if y'all remember mm, last month, Caesar, this is last month, by the way. Caesar was like, oh, no, it's not going to be a big deal. Like, I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> I mean, granted, this is before this is before Donald Trump said it was a Democratic hoax. It's before that because we were on this very early. So are you trying to lightly implying that I said it was a hoax before Donald Trump did? <laughs> yeah, you actually influenced Are you the lightly implying yeah. that I I was ahead of Donald Trump on the hoax train? Yeah, he, he, you, you said it was a hoax, then he put up to Annie and said it was a Democratic hoax. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and you're just like, I'm just going to put them together after. He was like, hmm, it, it does seem like a whole. He's like, I like what that scissor guy's saying. Hmm. I mean, you do call me the John McCain of streamers. <laughs> you are the John McCain of streamers, but Trump and John McCain hated each other. They did. That was, that was a fun uh, uh, Republican run. But go ahead. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it was definitely uh, tough in the beginning, like when things, when things quote, unquote, went into lockdown. Um, you know, I think everybody had a level of paranoia. Everybody had a level of, uh, everybody was stressed out. You know, you just didn't know what was going to happen. And it's easy to kind of like think of the worst case scenario and like what could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the things that, you know, the the most important thing I think for me has been that like nobody that I care about, nobody that I know has gotten sick. Yeah. And I was definitely worried about that with like a few people, including yourself. Um, but I guess like you had got, huh? Don't make me cry, please. Yeah. I mean, but you had gotten sick like in January, like December. Yeah. yeah, You always be sick kind of. So like, (laughs) yeah, at least you're always going to have the COVID cough all year. You might have invented that. You know me, I got my COVID cough on deck, but I, so like, but, but that's the things I was like worried about. Like, like you and this mom, like, I really hope they, like, those are the two sickliest people I know. So, like, y'all didn't get sick or haven't yet. Um, And um, so that was, like, the most important thing is, like, nobody got sick. Nobody got sick in my household. Nobody I know has gotten sick because that that would be, like, really stressful. Well, that's a lot to deal with. Yeah. And also um, just, like, what are certain people going to – how certain people going to react, like, the opposite of that again, the table no more. Now we see you doing it. <laughs> like, what are these people gonna do? Like, what are what are these? Yeah, you're walking. Yeah. What are those? Like, how are they gonna react? Um, how are how are these people? <laughs> how are these gonna? Be- <laughs> I don't have nothing else. You're, these- no, your wall. Your wall's pretty good. Your wall's a pretty good one. How are these? <laughs> uh, how are these gonna react? Um. And, you know, honestly, like I can say that for all the paranoia that I think we all felt, like the collective trauma that we all felt initially, people have shown the best side of themselves for the most part. Obviously, we've seen some anti-Asian hate crimes and things like that. And we have, you know, now we've got people protesting, all kinds of silly stuff. But there's been a lot of people going out of their way to help each other. Yeah. People adjusting to different realities. Uh, fairly seamlessly, like wearing masks, wearing masks and things like that. So, and you know, one more thing before we continue, and you know, uh, I think I speak on both, both um, we have both of us on the show that, uh, yeah, no, good. that we really want a big shout out to people working in, in the medical field and hospitals. You know, California, especially around my, we can all name a ton of people we know or by by way of association know that are nurses and and RNs and practitioners and physicians, all these people that do these for a living. You know they're they're grinding out here and uh, big shout out to Big Tragic Magic, aka Mufasa's Taquitos on Twitch. Make sure you follow the Freedom Fighter. Big shout out to Khadija on the front lines, Freedom Fighting for all of us. There is one thing that can happen out here that'll make everybody go nuts. They close them grocery stores. <laughs> yeah, that's if it. Weren't able to do those 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 lines around the block. It'd be an issue. Um, Boy, if they close them grocery stores, it'd be a movie. Yes, exactly. So I I would be like, yeah, I think we should like talk about anchoring down in the same house (laughs) and just like let's all stick together because this might it might get wild out here. No one should be living alone if they shut down groceries. Don't be living alone if you're in a grocery. Try to link up with somebody. (laughs) Get a two person household going at minimum. (laughs) You mean like honestly, like everybody that's out there, the grocery store workers, people that anybody, not just. Picking up trash, people that's working in the hospitals, essential workers in general. You guys out there, like fighters, freedom fighters, hard people that are out there, like family members taking care of their their elderly family members. And it and it's not even the fact that you're also doing things to help and save others. The fact that you're um the fact that you're you're um also putting yourself at risk because your job is deemed as essential. Whether you feel it is or not, doesn't matter. You're out there putting in work. You're a freedom fighter. And, like, honestly, like, we, we can't thank you enough because even though there's economic issues, other stuff going on in America, like, you're you're still doing your thing out there and, like, 
You can only show you love for that, seriously. Absolutely. And, and, that, and, and you know, wash your hands. You know what I'm saying? Disinfect your car. <laughs> yeah, or get a friend that does it for you. Either way, whatever works for you. Yes. But yeah, so yeah, you thought it was a you thought it was a hoax in the beginning. You're like, oh no, I, I should put here that clip go, here up. Here back again. Yeah, I should I should put that clip up somehow. Um, <laughs> you, should, you should not do that. That'd <laughs> be great. Actually, and actually then, I'm actually down to. I maybe I'll do it. I'll I'll cut where I said it's a hoax and then cut to where I think it's serious. Can can can, can we put the can we put that clip and put like the date as like yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> you no, I'm gonna put. Prior to recording episode, yeah, that'd be <laughs> great. even though we're both in the same place, it's kind of sketchy to do that. Now it's gonna look like we're both hanging out during during this lockdown, <laughs> which we haven't. Yeah. I'm just joking. Um, anyway, Caesar, yeah. let's get into what's going on. Um, you know, we got a few things we want to cover today. We're gonna to talk about how COVID nineteen has uh, affected sports in general, and um, you know, things starting to potentially come back somewhat soon. We're going to talk about player wage cuts, mm-hmm. the controversy surrounding that. Uh, we might get into will Syria survive this? Mm. Mm. We're going to talk about uh, Liga and my equis and what's going on down in Mexico. And oh, damn it! I meant to pull up, pull up an old article. I, I completely forgot, but it's okay. And we're going to, well, uh, you're on a computer now, so I'm sorry. You're on a computer now, so. Yeah, but I don't want to be typing and stuff. That's awkward. Um, I, I don't trust myself. Like, I, I'm sure I'll cut it off. I just now. can't wait for your big Norton antivirus to pop up like this on your screen while you're doing this. Some people will never grow up. Anyway, um, I just want to – okay, so going back, like, we talked first about um, this virus um, February 12th, actually. That was the first time we talked sure. about it on the podcast – because of Delhi Alley making racist jokes in the airport. You thought we forgot, didn't you, buddy? Definitely you did not forget. You forgot, Delhi. You yeah. thought we forgot. Definitely didn't. Uh-uh. That was the first time we talked about it. Um, the first games that were suspended over the virus were in Italy. That was on February 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Italy last played a game March 9th. And... Um, the first time we talked about it in Syria was February 28th. Um, and then March 11th was the day that we were informed while we were recording that the NBA was suspended and Caesar kind of went crazy. He was like, whoa, I guess this series. <laughs> I guess the hoax is legit. Yeah. The only I, thing is weird is because it was like it happened before a game ball could be thrown in the air. That's what made it like, whoa, hey, like yeah. they no, didn't want to just they didn't want to just risk everybody play the game first and then then stop. Like, they just, like, <laughs> no. like no, 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 don't throw that ball up. <laughs> Doctor Fauci ran out. No, <laughs> he just he went up and just slapped the ball down for a landing. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and then March Madness was canceled, and then like at, at you know the the last episode we recorded was the PSG versus BVB match that was played behind closed doors. That was the second leg of round of 16 of Champions League. And then after that, it's like, that was it. Like, they played some Europa League matches that Thursday. And then, like, that was it. I don't think any games were played that weekend. That's crazy. Yeah. um, But now, Syria is saying they want to return back to training May 4th, which is, like, uh, two weeks just about. Um. Liga says it wants to come back June 17th and they like absolutely want to finish the season. They they were saying that they want to play like, I'm sorry. How would they do that? They were saying they want to play a game um, every three days and, and finish the season. Bundesliga. I mean, France was pretty bad. Germany was not as bad. Bundesliga says they want to come start playing again on May 9th. Um, and maybe they'll start playing behind closed doors. They're not the only organization that wants to do that, too. But Belgium, uh, the Belgian League, Scottish League, which includes uh, Celtic and Rangers, and the Netherlands have all canceled their seasons. Yeah, well, we didn't see Motherwell versus, you know, uh, the Old Town Newfoundland boys. It's okay. <laughs> but those three leagues, or, or at least Scotland and the Netherlands, I'm assuming Belgium, too, they only canceled their season after UEFA told them that it would not affect them playing in Champions League next season. 
So I think so maybe they would have come back if they said that you can't play Champions League, you can cancel your season, but they said that you can still play Champions League. So all those three, their seasons are done. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I don't know what the hell UEFA's reasoning is for some of these things or not, but in the end, the 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 that's just better for those countries in general that those leagues aren't going to be playing because number one, the infrastructure is totally different when you're trying to run games without fans and all that. Like it's a whole different infrastructure. Um, it's different money set up, and if 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 that's what's best for the, the the safety, I think the health of the players, and I'm happy. Now I don't know. I mean, I don't really know how I feel about these other organizations that are really big running games still. I mean, you don't think that they should be playing games? I absolutely don't think so. I, I only ties into what I believe that they're all just trying to fill contractual obligations, and it's funny to me that. I want to know what kind of contract is written out there that you got to still run games and get paid even if there's a nationwide pandemic going. That's what I want to know. Like, what 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 writing is well, that? Maybe they're just feeling seventeen that, Article Four. <laughs> I think maybe they're saying like it won't be as bad by then, so they can start playing again. Well, they they're hoping it won't be as bad by then, so they can start playing again because some of those plays are talking about it's so damn expensive to have nothing going on right now. You know, they're 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 probably. Yeah, I mean, but that's also right now. But that's also a thing too. Like, I mean. Some of these teams are losing a lot of money, and the, the money isn't just for the team or the players. There's a lot of people surrounding it. But also the players, too. Well, you know just, I, mean? yeah, I, I understand that. The, I, I hate to take this line. It's so difficult when you do this because, yes, there's people that are employed. Yes, people need to work. Yes, people are probably not doing so hot, and it's affecting a lot of people. But to me, just the number one thing, it's like, what's worse? You, you, what's better? You being able to work or you being able to be alive? Like, what, what matters right now? Because it's not about – the safety of Mbappe or the safety of Neymar or the safety of, 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 you know, I don't know who the Di Maria it's about who people are in contact with in their daily life and what's their safety. Like their family members, you say family members, friends, somebody passed by, like, it's just, what about if they test everybody? What if they care of themselves? What about if they they test everybody before they come back and play? Yes. But the thing is, is testing doesn't leave you um, uh, immune to exposure. Exposure is different. To have to bear the responsibility of not spreading out a pandemic upon athletes to to lock themselves down, I think it's I think it's kind of stupid to do that. When you why why are, why is that above? Why are we in a world? I mean, we do a sports podcast. Why are we in a world where sport is the most important thing right now to get back? Like if you if you sit here and you're just like I can't function because I don't got, I can't watch somebody kick a ball around, you got your own issues to handle, dude. Like uh, go pick up a a PlayStation or a one and go play some FIFA 14 or something. Go get it out of your system because right now it's like, can we just get back and work on like getting the little things back and building ourselves back to watching people kick the ball around? Like people that are one, oh God, people that are wanting, wanting to watch, even here I do it. Even people, people that want to watch like a, a fighting or sport event. Do you really want to spend $70 that bad on pay-per-view? Is that what you're really clamoring to do in your life right now? Like you should be holding that money for these groceries you got to fight people off for anyways. So, so you're so you're saying you have the exact opposite idea of this than your president Bolsonaro. <laughs> First of all, yeah, and uh, and I think that yeah, your guy, just like your your president Donald Trump, uh, you know, I think that you have similar views on when you guys should be coming back to play. That's good to know. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, like I mean I can't say I know exactly what's going on in Germany, France, Sweden. Yeah. I can't say I know like if it would be a good idea for them to bring back games or not. I, I like I I don't. Okay, there's a lot of people that are like so against games behind closed doors, and I'm personally not. I watched that PSG versus BVB match, and it was turned up. Like it wasn't. It didn't. You at some point you don't. I mean, at some point watching it on TV. You completely forget that there's no fans. I don't give a damn if there's no fans of the game. That's whatever. I've watched plenty of games. I watched the Bayern Champions League game with no fans in there. I watched the I watched the the the, the Barcelona game a year ago with no fans or two years ago during the treble year that had a no fan game. That's not a big deal to me. Of course, like you said, like I don't know what every country every country's different. Like countries like yeah. Korea are gonna have public voting outside. Like there's things that they're because based upon they're having their 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 the virus over there has like stayed stagnant for seven days. They feel like it's okay now to start opening things up. That's different. It's not me based on knowing how every country's doing. It's based upon just thinking immediately what CDC has talked about here. Our CDC is garbage. 
if, if, if they're saying that they're good to go out there and things are better and they can do it, then please do it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's me make sure, making sure that health, the public's health is put first before monetary corporate gains, which I, I would imagine. I would imagine out there, like I would imagine that, especially in France, like, you know, the people have enough sway to be like, either we're going to do it or we're not. But if the, yeah. if the people feel like it's safe, then like it'll happen. And Germany too. Like, it's not like America. We live in a damn Mad Max war zone where, where what did, what did uh, Robbie and Abby Martin call it a corporate sacrifice zone? I love that. That that's that's actually like literally a bar. <laughs> yeah. So like we're in uh, slaves to like a uh, corporate capitalism, but oh, there are to I mean not to say that capitalism doesn't exist there, but it's a little bit different. So I mean it it'll I mean I'm gonna keep it real. It'll make me happy to see some football on TV. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. But, I mean I love sports. Like I I want to see stuff, but you know. I, but I, I hope they're being safe. Yeah. I mean, Italy, I'm like, hmm, I don't know about y'all, dog. Like, y'all got hit hard. I'd be careful. Yeah, and, and and I haven't seen anything about EPL. Like, And obviously, EPL being the biggest moneymaker in world football. But they also were kind of one of the last ones to do anything about it. This is true. So, and, and we'll get into that in I'm a second. I'm not going to expect them to be like the, the title change because they were the last ones to kind of really be like, okay, fine, we'll just <laughs> – we're about Boris. Relax. Yeah, and I'm gonna get into that in a second. But um, so, what do you think should happen with the NBA? Um, I heard that the and I remember I was reading something about the NBA having a similar plan to what Ligon's kind of wanted to do, where they were gonna like have there was ideas floated around between the recent meeting that Adam Silver had in the Players Union president, which was Chris Paul and those that group. And the, and the union representatives about having, like, games just in Florida or something like that because Florida has opened up uh, – Florida is allowing uh, uh, games – allowing sporting events to occur as long as they're closed door. That's but, never going to happen. I know, but that's the discussion. Uh, um, they were going to finish out season or something like that. This is my thing. NBA, two times in our history, recent history, the NBA has had lockout seasons. Mm-hmm. Lockout seasons were – the beginning of the year didn't start to. I think the the the, the Spurs year they didn't start yeah. the season until December or until like All Star something break. like that. Yeah, yeah. It was and like fifty that games. Was, that ninety six. Yeah, I think it was ninety six or ninety four. I can't remember. One of those years, um, they had the lockout year too. Yeah, um, it was right. It was right after the the Bulls were on their fifth or fourth they had a lockout year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those um, because the players obviously the NBA revenue was super uh, viewers were high and the players were only making like thirty or twenty eight percent. On uh, on how much the NBA was making, I so, remember the the Spurs uh, championship lockout year. Yeah, no, that was in the nineties. I don't remember exact year. Because I think that was the year they swept the uh, Cavs. Yes, 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 yes. In the yeah. final, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so boy. Uh, that was very impressive, I guess. Um, uh, so uh, Kawhi Leonard won MVP that year too. So, anyways, um, um, to me, I'm like, okay, like if your approach is to if your approach is 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 that in those days you cut you cut games off, you still had a playoff in a final. Then to me, it's like, why did you have an issue doing that this time? Like, why would there be an issue just cutting off the season and just worrying about the playoffs later? Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, because you started the season late and then mm. played like what 40, 50 games that year, then you went to playoffs and you had a championship. If you played already some 50 games, already had all star break, because I think all star is like two thirds of the season. Something like that. Why couldn't you just skip the playoffs? I'm, I'm, I know it's unfair to teams that are battling, but, like, is it really mathematically different to start later and cut short than it is to um, end earlier and cut short? Like, what's really the difference? So what do you think they should do? You think they should just scrap the season? I don't think they should scrap the season if they're allowed to do, like, a playoff run. Like, if they're allowed to do, like, a, some kind of maybe, – look, maybe What about maybe starting the playoffs now? Like, I mean, like whenever they start, just well, start playing. they're allowed to start playing. Let's say we open up May 15th. Like, that was, like, some of the states are talking about May 15th. Let's say, allegedly, May 15th is good, and they can do some closed games. And apparently, I think almost, like, 80% of NBA players have been tested already or some crazy number. Wow. So, if, it's, it's ridiculous. So, if they're already, like, good to go – then, like, if they want to do, like, a, a, a like a, a, I mean, think about collegiate sports, uh, AAU teams, a lot of them do same-day tournament. They want to do some kind of seven-day tournament where they let these teams play a bunch of three-game series to determine playoff spots mm-hmm. and then just do an impromptu thing. I, I wouldn't hate that because they got pretty creative with the All-Star game. They did kind of their own thing. Yeah. So who knows what kind of ingenuity they could come up with. 
if they want to be like, hey, let's make it to like 12 teams and just see what happens and then, you know, uh, let that the bottom teams fight for an eighth spot and then we'll do a final tournament, like a playoff and just go like in like two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Like I think it'd just be – they would only benefit by starting at that time period no matter what it is. Like even if it's like kind of goofy – I think the public will understand. Like, yeah. it's hard to do something super proper when this has not been a proper situation. Yeah, I mean, although like I feel like something like LeBron was saying he wouldn't play if there's no fans, but I mean, I'm sure he would. If he they, would. Yeah. He's just trying to, and I, I get what he's saying. Like, yeah, you know, no, I mean, he would. When he said that, things were a lot different. So, yeah, I yeah. think I, he said that to, to ask him today, he'd be like, yeah, like I mean, he cares about the Sage's family. He'd probably be like, okay, like, yeah, you know. um, and he probably misses. I could, one. <laughs> I could because they they've already played about like sixty five games or so. Yeah, um, yeah. So I can just see them just like if whenever they restart, like whenever it is, like even if it's in June, I could see them doing just like let's just start the playoffs, but do like three game series. You know what they could actually could do? Maybe if they have teams like if they have like let's say they have let's say the West has four teams within I don't know what the brackets are right the standings right now. Let's say they have uh, four teams within three games of the eighth spot. They get like a mini wild card game to determine an eighth seed, and then just start the playoffs off and let it go. Why not? There's just one a one game wild card that couldn't hurt nobody. It's like a good warm up, and 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 if you get in, you get to go. There's a lot of stakes. There's a lot of stakes, and there's a lot of viewership for that too. Um, yeah, and I think people would be down if they did some kind of. They could come up with some cool. I think a, a lot of people would tune into an otherwise usually low rating eighth seed game. Yeah, <laughs> It'd be for a sure. cool little wild card. See, I don't know. I can't. I'm not have the brackets. The standings up in front I mean, of me. I have it. I have it right here. Um, like in the West, Portland, New Orleans, and Sacramento all are 21.5 games behind the Lakers. Um, no, but I, what about the eighth seed? The eighth seed is Memphis, and they're three games above. So, like, yeah, mm, like you could. You, I mean, if they gave it to the Magic on the East, I'm gonna keep it real. No, like, fine. If the Wizards don't get in, it's fine. Like, I'm gonna keep it real. Good. Like that. That idea is a good idea. But like the eighth seed is like three games above that second that that ninth seed, so they might as well just go ahead and start it with the with those eight. Yeah, because I mean, damn, the Portland getting in twenty nine thirty seven hurts my hole. You don't deserve it. <laughs> twenty nine and thirty seven, you don't deserve to get in below five hundred. That's that. Um, so actually, no, you guys are cut. Go play. Uh, what did they call it in in uh, college basketball? Go play the NAIA NAIA tournament. Go have fun. Win that joint. I don't care about. Yeah, I could see them doing like three game series. Just do yeah, because they were talking about moving it, make it three five five or something like that, or or, or, or just make no no seven. I, like, I would say I would say two out of three. For, make the first round five like it used to be, and just go whatever you want to do. People look, they're gonna want to play. There's contracts in place. They're not they're not making adjustments clearly, so they want to play. Let them do like a first round shorter. Just go hard the next seven. Fine, people are gonna watch regardless. I mean, I, I'm gonna keep it real. Like, I mean, I think that the, the seven number should probably be out. It's gonna. I, I would I would say three and five at the most, but like you gotta. But the, the only reason is because you have to end the season. If you're not gonna be able to have actual proper home games, anyways, do you need a seven game series? Not really. Yeah, I'm just saying because you gotta end the season. Like the players need an off season. The seven game setup is to give you advantages at home and then disadvantages of visitors. And for more people watching t- on TV. But I, for yeah, me, all I'm thinking about all I'm thinking about is ending the season because, like, obviously NBA ends like early yeah. June. So, like, if they're going to start around that time, like, you don't want to be playing into September. You know what I mean? Like, or, well, I mean, the playoffs start in eight in, in May. So yeah, but I'm, I'm saying like the finals like in mid June, right? Yeah. Usually. So. But if, yeah. And then if you're going to be putting – I don't – I think they – yeah, let's say they start in May. I mean, they're not going to be traveling anyways in a lot of these games. If they just do a in one state or whatever, one thing to do, you know. Yeah, don't give it to Florida, please, but whatever. They don't – definitely don't. Uh, but I know, like, I was reading that, like, Nevada's going to open up soon. Texas is opening up soon. So Well, some of these states are never closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but some of those states don't even have NBA teams, so they couldn't really do it there. Yeah, that's true. But, um, you know, I know logistically it's kind of wild, but – I agree with you. Like, if they open back up and it's that kind of setting, then fine. Just make it sure we got like the public health. Like, yeah, that's the priority to me. Absolutely. Before I get this basketball dribbling or soccer kicking thing going on. Yeah. What about NFL? You think like um, it'd probably be good for them to start the season? Well, they started in August. Yeah, I'm just, know, yeah. for, for my own sake, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in the air that things will be back to normal by August. I don't even want to talk about NFL. Let's talk about. Uh, Please, God, I don't. I do not want. Yes, for my own humanity. Yeah, 
what I can't do you be like this about, in June, dog. What do you think about um, some of these uh, soccer players taking uh, wage cuts? Players from um, Roma, Arsenal, Barcelona, Juve, et cetera, some other teams too, like they've um, – the players are taking wage cuts. I think they were saying that Juve has saved the team like 90-something million euros. Um, Roma saved the team like 30-something million euros. What do you think about the players taking wage cuts? That's a tough topic because um, to me it's like – you save money, you cut your wages to save a team, but what does a team really do to save you? Mm. What does a team do for you? What does a club do for you? I mean, Caesar, this ain't this ain't uh this ain't the NFL, dog. It ain't as no, bad. Huh? This ain't the NFL. We talking about like I mean, I, I mean, how many players have we talked about in history that have been moved to the clubs they don't want to go to or they go to some other place? Literally just that one uh, just Adriano that you know about. So it's like <laughs> to me it's like I mean, sure, man, you want to – it probably puts you in good spirits with the fan base too, you know. Like I can see the positives and everything. And saving a club is important because that's the people that pay you. Like you want to save your employer. But, I mean, does employers not have insurance set up for these situations? Is that my responsibility to, to cut my, my salary because you don't have insurance to keep your operations running? Well, nobody can prepare for a global pandemic, though. Oh, no, absolutely not. But doesn't mean I got to prepare my wallet for your, for your sake either. Damn. <laughs> think about this. Think about this. this is what I'm saying. This is about this. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying this damn. is a hypothetical for you here. That you turned up. Let's say let let's say um, Dybala has like five kids, right, on different states, different three, countries. Three, three of them are pays uh, alimony all of them, and he pays sixty four percent of his wages out. Does that mean his alimony is, 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 is chilling too? Like they they cut back on that too? Like what's really going on logistically here? Like I, I mean, I would imagine. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Every country's operating differently. I don't know what's going on. So I'm, that's good that they're doing that. Like, y'all are noble. It's dope. But, like, don't don't expect them to do a favor back to you. That's all I'm saying. This is, at the end of the day, it, it's a company. Like, it, it, they say it's a club, and then Barcelona has a, has, a, has the slogan, more than a club and all that. Just just when you do that, know that you're making a sacrifice for the better of your club and not not it's a sacrifice. It's not a promise. It's not a, it's not an agreement. It's not a, any of that. Like, you know what you're, well, you're I think, doing. So. Well, I think they're doing it for the sake of charity. Like they're 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 sacrificing for the club. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's just, you know, some of these clubs, man. I mean, who, who, who was the guy that was running Byron's, Byron's club? You really want to be doing charity for him? I think he's out of there now. I think he uh, now, but, you know, he was there. <laughs> Um, well, Wayne, Obviously, I don't know. Like for me, it's like I don't like to like do this whole empathy with the crest and the club thing. It's kind of like weird to me. Like that's not. It's not like a blood ritual here. This is just the team that's paying you salary. I mean, maybe they don't feel that way though. around based upon how much you worth. Wayne. I think you're putting. I think you're also putting some of the American sports culture on these. Things okay, too. and I think you're like empathizing as if they're all sweethearts out there. No, too. I'm not saying that, but they're I. Not. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying I think you're putting some of that on these clubs too because obviously in American sports there's like no loyalty to to teams. Like that's over with free agency. So I think you're putting a little bit of that. I mean, you could admit it. Adriano dog, I didn't forget about you. <laughs> they played you, B. Balotelli, <laughs> come on, dog. <laughs> um well Wayne Rooney actually is criticized. Well, this is um a, a couple weeks ago now, but um he criticized the British government for um, putting Britain's top fight footballers in a no-win situation over the problem of um, pay cuts. And I guess Gary Lineker and Gary Neville also spoke out. Rooney was saying that um, professional players are like easy targets in the wider response to the coronavirus crisis. Basically, he was saying that um, the government's response was like weak and 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 lackluster and now like there's people saying like oh these players should like cut their salaries and he's basically saying like that's like like we're being used as scapegoats well the thing is is like that's the only issue i have with everything it's like okay like you see the names making money based upon like these at reports and all this and yeah uh uh how much they pay for this guy and all this and this but what about like management people? What about the board? Like how much is the board yeah. still pocketing right here? Which is that's that's like what I was trying to get to. It's like there's other people banking that we don't know. No, I didn't say that, but okay. No, I know, but that's like what I was kind of trying to get to. I mean, <laughs> so it's like you know, like there's other people. Um, he Why said is it the players' responsibility every time. Why is it them? 
Yeah, no, but he was, he, I mean, and I feel you on that too. He was kind of specifically coming at Boris Johnson, kind of saying like, yo, you know, like you're criticizing us, but like you guys also kind of like were pretending like it was a hoax as well and just talking about herd immunity and stuff like that. And now since that didn't work, now we got to kind of like foot the bill. He, But he also said like he would gladly help nurses and whoever else needs it. But he didn't really like that attention and that focus, like, oh, the kind of wagging of the finger, like, what are you doing since you're a millionaire yeah. and you've gotten three DUIs? <laughs> okay, man. You like grandmas. So the thing is, like, you, you, uh, you it's like the player's taking a pay cut. The player's expected to donate more than 100000 in charity because everybody's like, you got way more money than that. It's like all these things that we want these athletes to do, but we never talk about people cutting checks for athletes. And okay, Gary Lineker had some bars. He was saying um, – he was saying, like, why not call on all the wealthy to try to help if they if they possibly can, rather than just pick on footballers? He said nobody seems to talk about the bankers, the CEOs, huge millionaires. Are they standing up? Are they being asked to stand up? We don't know. They were uh, saying that Jeff Bezos makes six hundred seventy nine thousand every six minutes. Every yeah, he's, six he's got one hundred forty million dollars. He can't sacrifice one hour of pay. <laughs> No, but I'm saying like like No, yeah. I mean, he can't well, let gotta, he can't let Dibala's money. I want Dibala's money. He can't let um Amazon and Whole Foods employees unionize. Hell no, he can't. He's definitely not doing that. <laughs> like he's never going to let that happen. Sadly. There, it, there's there's been some um some oh, who was it? There was some player who um criticized the way the Premier League handled coronavirus um basically saying like they had them playing too long. Uh, it was some way too long. Oh man, I'm trying to think who it was. Damn, I can't remember. I feel like it was some African player. Um, of course. And and somebody also criticized um, Syria too. I can't remember, but yeah, I mean it's interesting. Um, I also read a thing. Um, I guess some French politician was saying that um, <laughs> he was saying that basically the transfer market is going to be like completely decimated. And he was like. Yeah, Mbappe was worth like almost like 200 million euros last transfer window, but now he's going to be worth like 40 because like all these teams are taking such a hit. Do you think that that's going to affect the transfer market? You, you think we're still going to see big uh, uh, nine-digit transfers? I think that's I think that's companies. I think that's teams trying to play with the market. But no, he was he's not a, he's not a team guy. He's a uh, French. I, I don't know about that because once again, like we said again, not everybody's been affected the same. Not everybody's in the situation. Um, and I think people don't understand how deep money really runs. Uh, you're, you, you, like, you understand, right? Yeah, you know, I know. Um, okay. I know about 5G, so it's like, I don't know what you're talking about right now. Uh, it's just, I think there's definitely going to be an adjustment period. But then again, we, I don't like, the, I hate some of these prediction things because we don't know when this is all going to stop. That Like, there was another thing talking about, like, Oh, if there's the, a vaccine might take a year to make, so we might not be able to get back into like next year. I'm like, like this is just too much. Like it's just too much. Like, like I'm like, it, I don't like foreseeing. I mean, you talk August is. I don't even want to hear about anything not resuming in June. I don't want to hear about that. I feel. I feel that human in June by then. I feels that. So let's all chill on everybody being a, a, a predictor because. What's really funny, everybody's really good at predicting when hindsight's going on. But no one was predicting all this. No one was going this hard about all this right now. Definitely not Caesar. Caesar was like, nah, it's not a big I deal. I was saying it's a hoax. <laughs> Caesar I, said it was a Republican hoax. Like, so, I don't know. Like, everybody seems to be really good at predicting when it's super bad. But no one's predicting the good. Like, where, where's the good in all this? Where's some silver lining? Like, where's what's really happening? So, I don't know. I, I want to just see what happens. It's definitely still day to day, even in sports, day by day basis. Facts, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so 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 we won't be um, negative. Uh, by the way, I guess if the if it ends in forty minutes, I don't know how long we've been recording. But um, they don't even give me a timer on this joint. I guess if it will, don't don't mess around too much. Um, We're both recording, so relax. Um, I guess if it if it just stops at some point, we'll just like resume. We'll just like we'll, we'll definitely quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so then I don't want to talk about uh, will Syria sur- survive, so we won't do any fear mongering. Um, but they're definitely no, I'm not. I'm just So down to fear monger, Syria. What's going on? <laughs> um, also, Syria is going to survive. Stop. It's just been around since 1899. It was like multiple world wars happened since then. So let's go. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> multiple World of Wars. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I think the episode we talked about this initially was the USSF Mafia episode. What a great name. I think it was when, I think it was after. Um, that would be a pro club's name. Now. I'm going to get rid of Compton Magic when we get USSF Mafia. That's, hard. That's actually a great name. Um, I think that it was after Carlos Codero was selected and not elected. Um, I think that episode we also talked about um, Liga Emaekis was talking about potentially scrapping promotion relegation. And we went off. I I can't really remember I everything. Think I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah, we, we went off on that. Um, so recently, just um, a few days ago, they announced that they have suspended promotion relegation for the next five years. Yeah, what a suspension. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm like, why don't you just say you got rid of it altogether? Just relax. Um, we're not going to have it five. We're, we're, we're going to revisit this in five years. How's that? Yeah. Um, I guess they said a vote was held via a video meeting between 18 Liga Amaki's owners. Um, and, the, and I guess they agreed with the 12 teams in their second division. Um, so I get, so they're saying that in these five years, the 12 second division clubs will receive a guaranteed yearly payment of about a million dollars from the top flight um, to promote the inclusion of younger players in their squads. So, I mean, it's definitely still, they're not, they're not going to have pro rel, but the top flight teams have to like collectively give about a million dollars to each club um, in the second division. That's funny. You you know that literally just tells you what it's really about. Yeah, and 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 they're they're also saying in this um, this article's on BN that I'm reading. Um, they're saying that this uh, will it's it's like fueling speculation over a potential Liga MX and MLS merger, which I think will never happen. Um, but people are talking about it like. I I'm I don't think it's gonna happen so much to the point like when I seen it being talked about I was like I'm not even gonna talk about that on the podcast like it's so ridiculous, um, but yeah so they're suspending promotion relegation. I mean I think they are gonna have it. I think it is gonna happen. Um, you think you think so? Unfortunately, I think so. I, I think that one thing I've learned about the history of this this uh, region, America kind of gets what it wants, and uh, that's the thing. Okay, good. Had a, and I think it's had a, and not in a positive way. It's had direct influences on country surrounding it i mean canada basically can't get their own major one started because we have the major canadian teams part of america they probably would love to make some kind of super league thing going on um because i think that there's gets to a point when you have these tv contracts where they don't see numbers soaring they don't see things going so they start to try to play around to see what happens and and people in america love loves fresh things new things and uh i could see them like think about this if you're a top tier league MA, let's say you're you're, you're Club America, you would easily pay a million dollars to not get relegated, no matter what. Yeah, if your sure. guarantee was to not get sent to the Segunda, you're like, yeah. all right, like yeah, take a million. Like that's a that's a great rental fee to like a, a space. They're basically paying for a space to stay yeah, yeah. in. So you know, like, and but then, what does that have to do with um, the merger? I think with the mergers, I think with their ideas, like they want to do some, I think, first of all, I know, I think their big obstacle is trying to get the calendars lined up. The calendars aren't lined up. America's calendar is so goofy compared to the rest of the world uh, in terms of soccer. So they want to get the calendars. I think they want to do something. I thought the initial idea was to start getting a, a like a, a take, make the a different type of tournament, like a tournament. I understand, but like a, a, a super league, <clears throat> I can only see that happening because maybe MLS has some kind of influence on how much has so much money they're talking about. Like, you know, we're not doing so good and we have this money to spend. I, I don't know. I, I can see it happen though. Unfortunately, not in a good way. Um, I can't, I can't really see it just because like, like Mexico has its own oligarchs too. And I don't think they want to like be having to compete directly with like these American oligarchical but, entities also. You know what I mean? But, but, are they also thinking, not saying it's right or wrong, that hmm, like there is America, there, there's, there's diverse populations in America that they would love to get their clubs to get exposure to, not just to the public, 
but to add revenue to sponsorships. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, they could. Into, because there's a lot of connections in between money and companies and corporations between America and Mexico. Uh, that's true. But, but I think that right now, like what does MLS have like almost 30 teams? Yeah. So you're going to add another 18? You're really going to hold it back on these idiots from adding teams? Lord Jesus. No, I mean, I, I, I mean honestly, I have this many and we're going. I just, I just, honestly, I just don't see it. Like, to me, if they do it, I think it's a bad idea. What? So let's say make the league worse. If it was to happen, honestly, like let's just say, because they were saying like, oh, maybe by 2026, we're bankrupt. They were saying by 2026, whenever America, Canada, and um, Mexico are supposed to have the World Cup, um, (laughs) um, if that was to happen, like that's. Oh, it's over, over for youth, like youth soccer in America. Over for youth soccer. And I think a big thing we could talk about is I would just be counting the, the counting the years until bankruptcy hits because bankruptcy for who? In terms of like the league, like not that league. Sport. Yeah. Our league or whatever the hell's going on. With well, that, I think that league will be lucrative. I, I personally, Bam, don't think it's lucrative enough. Like, that big move, I feel like logistically is so much more expensive than what we're doing right now. I mean, it is. I can't see the amount of gains you're really going to get from an um, American team perspective. Maybe Liga of Equis has more to gain. I think they have more to gain than American teams do, personally. That's what I think. I mean, it's, I just, it's see, just so I can't crazy. See getting the gain out of that that much because the, 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 you're trying to tap into the American market. The USA market is what you want to tap into. Well, that's, where probably not, probably, that's where you're lacking in, in, in viewership. Who, who? Not because we're not getting enough people in, 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 in Querétaro watching Minnesota United. That's not what well, like is. That's the thing. I feel like MLS, probably their viewership is low, and they're probably like, well, maybe if we can get Minnesota United to play Club Leon, then we'll get some viewership. Because MLS, nobody wants – I mean, people – The thing is, how much more viewership are you going to make if you're going to take – start already paying to move people and games from 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 Minnesota to freaking down South Mexico? That's kind of crazy to me. Well, I mean, that's just a flight. It's not that crazy. But, I mean, the only thing that can make it better – like, the only thing I can see that could be good out of that is if, like – uh, salaries are higher for that league – so, like, you know, players get paid more. I remember reading something, uh, some player in, I think he played for Shivas. He was saying that he had to pay his own medical bills when he got injured with the team. So, you know, I mean, if there's things like that that are put in place to make it better for the players, sure. But ultimately, I don't see it being feasible. I don't think, I think it's a terrible idea. You know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to kind of take back the majority of what I said. I think I'm with you. I can also see them also kind of just put this out just to test how the people react to it too. Like these rumors about like, Oh, merging a league. Cause if there's high hype around it, what are people going to do? They're going to be like, well, look, the people want this. People are just like, nah, I don't no. And I don't think the American soccer like enthusiasts want this they're, at all. They're the big, their big issues. They're not, like I said, I think the big thing to change is of course, like we talked about pro extensively yeah. as an issue. I think the MLS calendar is an issue, but that's because we have different incl- like different kind of weather than other places do. I think our calendar is an issue here, and I think that um, they don't prioritize the Champions League here. If they prior- I'm saying if they prioritize it, because I remember Atlanta United had a, uh, was doing great in MLS, but then they were sending out the B dudes to play in, in Champions League. <laughs> the thing is, when you're doing that, you that, that's an opportunity for you to grow too, and you're not exposing that opportunity. Like you don't want you don't want Yedlin to go play a game in Mexico. Why not? Like who cares, dude? Like these players like to play. Like they want to play. Honestly, it's just the reality you're, is just you have resources available to you to help expand the the notoriety and in, in, in investments uh, outside of America for your club. But you're just not doing them. They, there's some owner dude who wants to expand his yacht size. That's why. Yeah. He's like, I want to. I want the yacht Tiger Woods had. Yeah, I want that yacht that Jaguars owner has. <laughs> he had that real yacht. I just remember Tiger Woods' yacht. They said he had to drive around the yacht on a Vespa because it was so big. I'm like, God damn. The owner of the Jaguars' yacht that has two helicopter ports on it. Why you need two? Why do you need two? You know why you have two? Just because you can. Exactly. Like, like, TVs in the back of the back seat just so you other people can see what you're watching. Like, damn. <laughs> 
Like he's probably got a one like the, his helicopter lands in the front and just an empty one in the back. Like he has one of those yachts where they have the gap and then they just ride through the middle. Like that's like a Batmobile, <laughs> the Batman yacht. Um, like, okay, before, like come on now. Sorry, sorry. Before we finish, um, I just want to mention this really quick. Uh, FIFA, the organization, has confirmed that it is that it's promised one billion dollar investment into women's football between 2019 and 2022 will not be cut as the organization explores how it will financially assist football across the globe. Um, in response to the coronavirus pandemic, they're saying that they're not going to take any of that money out from the billion dollars they were going to invest into women's football. I hope that's the truth. Um, and, you know, because obviously, like, the teams with less financial stability are going to be hurt the most, but hopefully, you know, FIFA is keeping their promise with this billion dollars for women's football worldwide actually being... Uh, yeah, be dope. Please, please don't mess with yeah, that. Yeah, no, please don't be lying about that. Please. That's not cool. But yeah, um, episode 149, we made a podcast. Hopefully um, it worked. Huh? Hopefully it worked. Yeah, if this works, we'll be doing this more often. And, and honestly, maybe we can do more episodes than just once a week if this works fine. Um, obviously, there's not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to sports, but you know, you know how we get down. Um, but yeah, episode 149, make sure you check out Caesar. We made it C's streaming on Twitch, um, being Absolutely. streamed. See, it's a totally different personality. Oh. It's a totally, totally different personality when he's streaming, guys. Um, <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah, make sure you follow us. We made a podcast, Instagram, our Twitter still down because Caesar is tweeting death threats. That's all. No, I'm good. What are you going to say, good? Um, and once again, shout out to everybody out there that's really working out here still. And you're a freedom fighter. You're not an essential worker. You're a freedom fighter. You're a freedom fighter. You're a freedom fighter. And uh, make sure you guys are just, you know, staying safe and staying at home and staying healthy. Yeah. You know, uh, make sure you're making good decisions. Good decisions. Good decisions. I trust y'all, though. But yeah, holler. We made a podcast.